Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Get up on your feet. Are you ready to rumble? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Time to get on with it. Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today, we are reviewing Three Dark Crowns by Kendara Blake, narrated by Amy Landon. The publisher is Harper Audio. The release date was September 20th, 2016. It has a nine hour and 52 minute duration. Perfect time. Yeah. And its genre is siblings. Siblings? (laughs) Epic, science fiction, and fantasy. So, let me tell you the summary of this, taken from Goodreads. In every generation on the island of Fenburn, a set of triplets is born. Three queens, all equal heirs to the crown and each possessor of a coveted magic. Mirabella is a fierce elemental, able to spark hungry flames or vicious storms at the snap of a finger. Katarine is a poisoner, one who can ingest the deadliest poisons without so much as a stomachache. Arsinoi, a naturalist, she is said to have the ability to bloom the reddest rose and control the fiercest of lions. That's much better. That's much better. Thank you. But becoming the queen, crowned, isn't solely a matter of royal birth. Each sister has to fight for it. And it's not just a game of win or lose. It's life or death. I'm so dramatic. You are. The night the sisters turn 16, the battle begins. The last queen standing gets the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. So I want to first talk about how did you like the book? I loved the premise. I think that it was an original idea. And I really give props to Blake for creating such a extraordinary story. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I feel like it was not executed the way I wished it was. Yes, it was very slow. Mm -hmm. And that's why I asked you this question first is because I spent about three quarters of the book just listening to background information, which I enjoyed because I like the world building. I like the history and everything like that. But it was a little bit too much. Yes. But it wasn't even, nothing was adding on to the story. Yeah. It was just kind of baseline. Here, I'm going to tell you history, and I'm also going to just keep going with it and Mm -hmm. furthering that history, but not giving too much detail about the history. It was was kind of like a weird mix. It was was a long time until it got really intense and really exciting. And there were a lot of moments where I was thinking to myself, okay, this is where it starts. Yes. This is where the action starts. Okay, it's definitely going to pick up from here yep. on out. Oh, they're on a boat. They're going to die on this boat. They're, something's going to happen. Nope. No, nothing happened. But I will tell you that the ending was phenomenal. Ooh, that ending, though. Yes, queen. I'm excited. I'm excited for the second book. Yes, like, I'm very excited for the second book. I'm sad that we got to wait a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm real excited for it. And that's what I'm saying is it's such a great story. Mm-hmm. It was not executed well. Yeah, I mean, this honestly felt kind of 
novella-ish. Not in length because it was almost 10 hours long, but it felt like all of the details and the information are what comes in a novella. Yes. Like in between the the stories. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to get us wrong. We love the history behind it. I loved hearing about the future or the past queens. Yeah. I loved it and comparing all the different queens, Mirabella and Arsinoi and Katarine, they're comparing themselves to their predecessors. And I loved hearing that. Mm-hmm. But... I don't even remember most of it because it was filled with stories of jewels. Like I was hearing a lot about jewels and I was like, I don't care about jewels. I thought I for want- sure there was going to be some sort of twist with jewels and she would have been like adopted or and something. She was a queen. And she was a queen. I mean, this isn't even a spoiler because this twist was just all in our heads. Yes. But that's not the twist. Not the twist. And a third of the book was about jewels and her love. Joseph. Oh and God. Joseph. I just wanted to slap Joseph upside the head. And I'm like, Really? Really? I couldn't get on board, which is funny because they were in a boating town, <laughs> with Joseph and Jules. Like, I know that they no. were like, oh, they, they've been in love since they were children. They, they're, they love each other. No. No. You are giving hard side eye right now. Yeah, I am. I mm. hope you can feel it through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so overall, I just feel like a lot of it was not placed well according to how mm-hmm. the story for me wanted to be, you yeah. know? And I definitely have to give props to Kendara Blake because she has a plethora of other stories oh, definitely. to be had in this world. Definitely. I mean, she has created something great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to continue reading. Like, and that's I, the thing is that yeah. we, we weren't really feeling the first one with the overwhelming information, mm-hmm. but we're still super, super excited for the second one. I'm just really excited about the queens. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear, I want to see what they do to each other in the next yes. book. I'm oh my God, so I can't wait excited. to see them rip their eyes out. I feel like if they ever make a movie about this book, they need <sighs> to just focus on the sequel. Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> which which kind of stinks, but, you know. Or just focus, make it. Get the meat of it. Just make it one movie. Yeah, make it one movie. Are you hearing that? So let's talk about the audiobook. Some positives I want to kind of mention. The audiobook starts off with this epic music. I think music is so important in an audiobook, especially if it's an epic fantasy story that Mm -hmm. we are promised. And it starts off the audiobook with this... You know, I can't even do it because I'm not musically talented. Yes, you are. Well, not as much as like audiobook music. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) It starts off like dark sounding, very like high class. Mm -hmm. It's in. It was recorded in a a cavernous castle. Yes. Can castles be cavernous? Hmm. It was recorded in a castle. <laughs> it was like very Game of Thrones esque. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a. Good, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so that was a good mm-hmm. way of. But I know of it. Yeah. So I just really enjoyed the music coming into the audiobook, and I felt right from the get go the narrator was she was strong and she was poignant. She delivered her lines flawlessly. Yeah, I guess so. You agree? Disagree? Okay. Her tone was phenomenal. She had this Mm -hmm. real regal sounding voice. Mm -hmm. It was clear. She had a very nice volume to it. She wasn't pitchy at all in any sort of part. But I just found that she didn't really utilize the professional quality of her voice with her characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I do agree with that. She had potential. And she started off very strong. And I said, oh, this is going to be very regal. Oh, yeah. But there are moments, I actually have a couple of them, where she sounds bored. 
Mm-hmm. One example was at the two hour and 18 minute mark, Madrigal is talking. She's supposed to come off as sad and upset, but the narrator comes off to me as bored and yeah. not interested in the story, which at parts, I don't think this narrator was very interested in the story. Yeah. After it dries, Madrigal says, keep it somewhere safe under your pillow or braid it into your own hair if you can keep from constantly cutting it. Yeah, at certain points, I definitely felt that. And it wasn't until the information-heavy parts started to dwindle that I felt she really picked up a little bit more Mm -hmm. and really became a queen. Yeah. And there was a small part that I did like from the narrator, and I think that she found opportunities in the audiobook to shine. Yes. And there was this moment where she was playing drunk boys or drunk men, and she sounded drunk. And she was like, well, I gotta do... You know, like, she was just, like, very slurred, but not slurred to the point of I couldn't understand her. Yeah. I felt like I was listening to a bunch of drunkards. So, yeah. So some parts of the audiobook, she shined. Yeah, absolutely. I agree that there were points where she really made the audiobook her own. Mm-hmm. One of the characters... Natalia, who was Katarine's sort of mentor and trainer in the poisons, she had a real regal sound to her, Mm. naturally. That's where Amy's voice really shined a lot Mm -hmm. with those regal characters. Yes. Which most of them were the mentors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But just with the girls, with Arsinoi and Katarine and Mirabella, there were slight differences to where you could tell Mirabella was more sensitive, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And Katarine was more shy and withdrawn. And then Arsinoi was, of course, like the tomboy. Yeah. There were small vocal differences, but, but really, really the only time I could tell when we were with those different characters was because of the chapter transitions. Exactly. Where they did the different lands. And the people that were around them. Yes. That which was hard because there's tons of characters in this book. And it's not like they have the easiest names. They don't. I mean, but- magical. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of a flaw for the audiobook, because if I was reading along, I think I would have understood it better. I would have been calling her Magikarp. Exactly. She would have been a Pokemon. Pokemon Go, right? (laughs) Gotta catch them all. But that's how I was able to tell the different queens apart, who they were with, and the chapter headings. Yeah, and the location of and where the location, we were at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I really loved the different locations. Like, I really wanted to go to Wolfspring, oh, where yes. Arsenoi was from. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And I really do hate to make this comparison because I feel like once you make a comparison to one epic fantasy series, they're all going to start coming in. But it really did remind me, especially the locations of Game of Thrones, mm. because Game of Thrones had King's Landing and all these different locations where their families were from. And this was the same thing, like Wolfspring yeah. and then... Injured Down. Yeah. Roland. Mm-hmm. I really like that aspect of it. And it helps keep the reader focused and yeah. listener focused. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Amy's emotion in the story? Um, I don't really think that it made me care any more than I already did. I think from the get-go, I was excited about this book. I was excited listening to it. I was excited to be finished. Yeah. And it was very, to me, baseline, monotone kind of feeling. Yeah. And Amy did not help with increasing my excitement for it. She didn't make me get in the car and say, oh, my God, I'm so excited to listen to my audiobook. It wasn't there for me because she wasn't excited, I don't think. And I hate to go so hard because I really, I had so many expectations of this book that her lack of emotion for me was upsetting. Yeah. 
And at points I can understand her lack of emotion because it was so detail heavy and I cannot stress enough how mm -hmm. much world building there is in this and you can't put much emotion into that and I understand that. But then at one point where one of the characters discovers that her love interest went and did some shady stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, girl. That would have been devastating. And that one character was just like, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad. That happened. Straight faced. I mean, she went hard and then not forgiving him. But that wasn't something mm -hmm. that we were that we stuck around to see. Yeah. She just she didn't scream. She didn't cry. Oh. She I didn't got, beat the crap out of him. Yeah, I got no sense that Amy was taking off her earrings. Yes. Putting her jewelry down, making some threats, and then cashing her outside. Yeah, right? So I had no feeling about that. Yeah. And of course, it wasn't written in that way, but there's always ways that you can inject some sort of feeling into it. That's I mean, the job of the narrator. Yeah. She's in charge of the audiobook. Mm -hmm. The audiobook is hers. Exactly. And so, and after listening and talking to several audiobook narrators ourselves and hearing how they put their efforts into the audiobook and their work into it and their process, I expect more from an audiobook narrator. Yeah. A narrator can really take a piece of work and elevate it mm -hmm. and we've seen that plenty of times yes. where a book might not have been the best but because of a great narrator it just ranks very high on our list mm -hmm. definitely i agree with that did you get a clear picture of the novel in the nine hours and 52 minutes i think i could draw you a map and i think there are maps in the actual book there definitely probably <laughs> is if there are not, I am here and I can listen to it and I will just like close my eyes and I will crayon. Exactly. Draw you a map. Exactly. There's so much world building, mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. I mean, that's one of the things that I think we take issue with sometimes mm -hmm. in, in the books that we listen to. Not this one. Because there are some in those books, there are some unnecessary plots. Mm hmm. And I just want the world building to kind of be a character in itself. Yes. But in this book, there was a lot of world building and not, not a enough. lot of plot. Not enough action. Yeah. So, um... But do you think it, could have, it should have been longer for the action? Or do you think that the writer should have put that action into the nine hours? That's a difficult question. Because I really feel the cliffhanger was not so much an end of the book twist. I think that that twist could have came around the three-quarter mark. Oh, yeah, mark. definitely. And then we could have explored that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But it happened right at the end. And the last sentence is something that I would have expected to be the last sentence of a chapter, not yes. of an entire book. I mean, it does have me hyped mm -hmm. for the second novel, but I can't say for certain that it's necessarily where I wanted it to end. There are other elements that I'm excited for. I mean, we knew that the big fight scene or the big death or if there is a death that we knew that was going to happen in the second book. When we picked up this audiobook, we knew that there was going to be a sequel. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting the big fight to happen in the first book. But I was not also expecting to finish the first book with an ending that could have been earlier on in the first book. Yeah, you weren't expecting to finish it and with absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I was mean, like, what happened? Like, what, what, why did I spend nine hours listening to this? Did you kind of have a feeling that part of the thing that was happening was going to happen? I will be honest, I did not. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. Because I think I wanted it so bad for each character to find who they were. And in the end, we found out otherwise. That was not a twist that I wanted to see happen, but I was excited that happened. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. But I'm not a spoiler person. 
See, I am. <laughs> and so I, while I'm listening, will constantly write down what I think is going to happen in the end because we are brought into this audiobook world for a purpose. This is a process for these queens that have happened every 20 years, mm-hmm. every 16 or so years. Yeah. This one time in particular, we're brought into it. So something miraculous is going to happen. Something special is going wow. to happen I during never, this one. I didn't even think about that. That's what I think about with movies That's too. That's real good. If something keeps happening, Mm-hmm. Like if if it's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Why now? Why are we? Oh my God! My yeah. mind is blown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just opened me up. I mean, not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> like aha! Like lights on. Right. Wow. So that's why I'm always like continually looking for the twist. Is because I'm like we're in this world now for a reason. They're not mm. just going to take us on this journey for some basic this happens all the time type stuff. And we're going to retell the story and you know. Yeah. Now you're going to be included. Wow. Yeah. So I was making my guesses and I kind of had a feeling that what happens was going to happen, but not in the specific way. Okay. So it was a little bit different than what I originally thought. Mm-hmm. But it was oh. still it was still amazing. I mean, it was. the I way really... that it was carried out. Yes. Spot on. Yes, queen. Yes. And Amy's voice finishes it up. She finishes it very strong. It left me chills. And gave me heart palpitations. She has a really phenomenal voice. Yeah, clear, mm-hmm. very distinctual. I just felt like some of the times that we yeah. didn't get that full ending experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So do you feel like it was too long, too short? I felt like it was a little on the long side mm-hmm. just because no action really does happen. Yeah. It's a tiny bit of it, but it's not really enough to warrant 10 hours. Mm-hmm. It could have been six. I just wonder how long the second one's going to be. I'm curious too. Because one thing I was thinking about was the Dorothy Must Die series and how the first book was so long. And then the second book was very short because the first book was world building and the second book was here's the action, here's the fight, we're going to get down to it. And then we're not going to spend too much time on world building because you should know it. And then the third book was action. I just felt like they were evenly spared out. And with this, I feel like the sequel is going to be either short because it's going to wrap it up and tell us what, what happened or it's going to be long because more things happen. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's going to be a third one. I don't know if this is a duology or a trilogy. I'm curious about that. I was thinking that when I was looking at the release date for the second one mm-hmm. and everything. Someone's got to win. Well, someone's going to win in this one, but then I was like, oh, there's a part two. So. Yeah. See that? Yeah. I think that part two made us think, of, mm-hmm. we're not going to find out. <laughs> Also, you have read the Anna Dressed in Blood. Yes. We're going to talk about that in a later episode. Yeah. But, but you already know that she can write and that's amazing saying. stories. Kendara Blake is one of my, I already tweeted at her. She is one of my favorite all, new authors now. I was on a whirlwind mm-hmm. with Anna Dressed in Blood. I just wish I had the same emotions with this. Right. But then we already know, mm-hmm. or you already know, I'm going to listen to it next, which I'm super excited about. So good. But you already know that she can write mm-hmm. a phenomenal, yeah. like, I guess, is it action-y? It's so action-y. Oh, so you know she can write action. Mm-hmm. So this second book, I, I have a feeling the second book is going to blow us away. Bananas. And also, I hear so many good positive things about her other book, Anti-Goddess. My friend Echo was telling me about it. And she was like, oh my God, you should read Kendara Blake's Anti-Goddess. It's one of my favorites. And that's a series too. So I don't think we, I don't know if we're going to do an episode. I don't think we have any plans for that. But in my spare time, listen to that too. So I know this woman can write. Yeah. And I love her perspective. I mean, 
perspective. We can tell that she can write in the first one because yeah. her world building is, is, is really Phenomenal. great. But her it's the ideas. action that we just weren't so sure about. Mm-hmm. But after you read Anna Dressed in Blood, it's kind of like, okay, this girl got it. Yeah, she she's going to blow us away. She's going to kill us. So how did you listen to this book? So I listened to this on my drive to work. And I don't think that was the best place to listen to it mm, because I had to stop and get out of my car and work my eight hours and then get in my car. I was like, wait, what did I listen to? So I was doing a lot of repeating. I wish I would have found some time to lay on the beach or take a nice long walk, something like that. Find somebody mm-hmm. in a shipwreck. Yeah. Like put myself in an arena. Yeah. In a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Command some animals. Mm-hmm. I listened to it solely at the gym. Oh. Which is not what I normally do. Normally, mm-hmm. I'm like really hyped about a book. So I'll listen to it when I go home and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The the gym just felt like the best place to listen to this because I could focus on it and I could be like in a zone of building power, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also because of all the world building and lack of interaction between the different characters. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel motivated enough, which mm-hmm. is weird because I was motivated at the gym, but then I wasn't motivated Lack. at I love what you just said. Lack of connection with the characters. Yeah. Where the hell was Katarine most of the book? She was on an island far, far away, an island of misfit toys somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't even think that of her as a queen sometimes because she wasn't in the book. And I think she's one of my favorites and I still don't know nothing about her. I mean, she kicked off the book. She but did. Then she... But then Mirabella quickly became. Oh, she sidestepped and took into that role. I love Mirabella. I like Mirabella too. Arsenoy is. I, but I like I like Arsenoy because of the power yeah, thing that yeah. she was going through the book learning about. But I felt like Jules was taking Katarine's position. And I'm yeah. like, where? I don't care about Jules. Yeah, I felt like Jules was overshadowing Arsenoy and Katarine at the same time, even yeah. though she was nowhere near Katarine. Yeah, nowhere near. Like, it made no sense. I just wanted more Katarine. Yeah. More Katarine. More Katarine, less Jules, and I could do with more Arsenoy with her power investigation. Yes. Because that was really cool. That was really I cool. I really enjoyed that. See, again, creative ideas, we just need to see more of it. And mm-hmm. we're going to in the second, the yes. second book. I know I am it. positive about that. So would you listen to the audiobook again? Would you maybe read along with it, with the actual book? Um, I think I would try reading mm-hmm. the book. Because there's a lot of stuff in there I feel like I missed from the audiobook. Mm -hmm. Just getting simple things like location names and different history things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like I could go back and and read about some of the queens a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Just get a deeper understanding of what we're dealing with here. I think this is a perfect book to showcase the difference between an audiobook and an actual book. Yeah. I would definitely go read the actual book and read it through page to page and find out what I missed. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the audiobook, I didn't get that because I zoned off or, you know, misheard something. Yeah. So I would read the actual book. And maybe follow along with it because I can't read any actual books anymore. (laughs) Fall asleep. (laughs) You're such an old man. (laughs) So would you shelf it or shove it? I mean, this is a hard question. And this is going to be one for the ages. But I would shove this. You would? I would. I would shove it because I'm making room for the sequel. Okay, but don't you need the first one? <laughs> I do. Okay, so that's the thing. That's why it's hard because I would keep this mm-hmm. and I would maybe buy the book and shelf that. Oh, okay. I see. But I would probably shove the audiobook, not listen to the audiobook again, and then wait for the sequel, which I'm really super amped up about. Me too. 
I am too. I would shelf it just because I'm just gonna go along and have the the one and two and if there's another one, but I can't say that it would be on the top shelf. Oh. 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 It would be like in the hidden shelf. We would have to find it on the discount shelf. Yeah. We would go to Goodwill <laughs> and get it on the Goodwill shelf. Uh I really hope she doesn't think we hate it, but No, because we really don't hate it. Yes. It's just we just expected a lot. Just from the music, from the cover art, from the Story. the description, the description. From, from the write-up, it just felt like there was going to be more to it. Mm-hmm. Super excited about the second one, though. Yes. And we really like Kendara Blake. So oh, my God. Girl. And I really like Amy Landon as well. Girl, I cannot wait for you to listen to her other book. Can't wait. All right. Well, that concludes our episode on Three Dark Crowns by Kendara Blake. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you go to our Facebook page and our Twitter and give us a like and a follow. And a follow. Follow along on our journey of audiobook lands. Yes, queen. And if you want to listen to these three dark queens. Hey! (laughs) You can listen to them for free if you sign up for a 30-day trial of Audible by clicking on the link at the bottom of this episode. Yes, and if you want to follow Brit and Brad, the two dark queens here, (laughs) make sure you subscribe to iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Hey, hey, hey. All righty. All right. Have a great and wonderful day. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. What's he doing? Is he rolling around with marbles? He's playing shuttleboard. What is that? Is that shuttleboard? Shuffleboard? Shuffle. <laughs> Like, is that a new high tech version of skateboard? Skateboard. 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 I like skateboard. Do we have notes? I do. <laughs> and yeah, we do. Three dark clown. Crayons. Yes. I am going to say clowns. I'm going to say crayons. Three dark clowns. <laughs> Go f- Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. We could. We could. Okay. But we, ha- we can't say. We can't say. F- yeah. So, Brittany. Yes, Brad? I have a question for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well. Would you kill or marry Mirabella, Katarine, or Arsenoy? Hmm. Gotta be honest. I'd probably kill Katarine and Arsenoy, and I would just (laughs) marry Mirabella and not do any of them. (laughs) Well, I agree. (laughs) I don't want to do any of them. I don't want to do any of them. Should we not do that? Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, (laughs) All the are crazy. Three dark crowns. Pony. Pony. (laughs) (laughs) Hitting puberty. Pony. Oh yes. Our little puppies would follow us around and help us do magical tricks. It's so cool that we actually have familiars. Like people are jealous. It is. Like they follow us around all the time. Do a spell. Arsenoy, which is a really crazy name, and I love it. It really is. A naturalist is said to have the ability to plume. Let me read that over again. She was poignant. Is it how you pronounce that? Poignant. Poignant.
I said poignant. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I was listening to a bunch of drunkards. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. Watch your... Can I take this off? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Bang. I was like cold. I was like last time we were cold. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm also a hand talker. <clears throat> uh, beat. Excuse me, God. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I feel like I just birthed a baby out of my mouth. <laughs> you birthed a queen. <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like I wish. I can't say I would listen to the audiobook again, but I think I would listen and read. Well, I just said I wouldn't listen. But I would shove this. Really? Yes. Why? I don't know. I don't remember the reason.